0: That is the true measure of a team, a team. There are nights when you can't throw it in the ocean and we've seen the Celtics do that, but consistency right. on the defensive end, that's the biggest thing because the consistency on the defensive end is all about effort and you should never, a team should never give more effort than you. So I, I, I'm, am um, i am marveling right now as I am watching this team, connect so well defensively al horford blocking shots rob williams blocking shots grant williams defending the ball really well and you see tatum and brown start defend defending their position and when they defend their position when your two best players defend their position everything else kind of goes downhill and everybody else picks up the tempo and the pace Girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe
1: my mouth. Fresh out of the All-Star break with a brand new episode, the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone alongside Cedric Maxwell, who's already on the road. And we got a lot to catch up on, Max. I mean, between All-Star weekend, between the Celtics continuing the streak, it seems like they picked up right where they left off, right? I mean, I know they lost technically that last game before the All-Star break, but uh, the way this team has been playing defensively has, uh, has, has, creative, has created wavelengths across the NBA. I feel like they're on the they're on the national landscape now. You saw TNT talking about these guys they're using the word contender, which I haven't heard uh, in the same sentence of the Celtics all season long. But, Mac, let's just start right there. I mean – uh, how are you? How are you feeling about this team? I mean, one one Celtics fan could tell you, ah, uh, well, you know, that was a in Nets team that the Celtics stomped all over by 20 plus point. Another 20 plus point victory, and uh, they've won 10 out of the last 11. Now, throughout those 10 wins, Max, they've averaged over 20 points per. Now, regardless of what opponent they're playing against, this team is certainly on fire on the defensive end, and it's uh, collecting a whole stack of wins for the Celtics team, right? <laughs> I
0: think that's that's true. I think I look at this team right now overall, defensively, they're playing extremely well, uh, and they've come together. And I think that, here again, the patience of us lay people, we're not good because we were trade everybody. Now that they're winning basketball games, everybody's like, well, leave it alone. You don't want to bother anything. Uh, a few adjustments they've made by adding White to the mix. And I think he's a good pickup for you. Um The game last night against Brooklyn, obviously Brooklyn didn't have their top players, but the Celtics went in there really demolished them and uh, never really let them get in that basketball game. And that was impressive to me, even to the point where you didn't even have to use. And I forgot about Daniel Tice was sitting over there. You didn't even have to use him uh, in last night's game. So this team uh, is hitting on so many cylinders, defensively, offensively, And I don't think I've seen Marcus Smart play better basketball than he has over the last couple of weeks. And he's been really good. But in these last couple of weeks, these last month, Marcus (laughs) Smart has taken it to another level defensively and offensively, setting the table for so many guys out on the floor. See, that's why I think it's so impressive, Mac, because, you know, you've seen it before. You've been
1: around this league for so many years that you've seen when teams get hot, right? And what I mean by that is offensively. You know, the shots are falling. You know, they're getting good looks. I mean, sometimes that's more a fool's gold than a team that's really locking down defensively. Now, it's one thing to do it for a week, a couple of weeks. But, man, these guys have had the all-star break sandwiched in between. They're continuing that same momentum that we saw from the end of the year into 2022. And you had head coach Steve Nash, net head coach Steve Nash, calling this team the best defense in the NBA of 2022. Now, of course, he did use that part at the end that people can say, well, yeah, They've been the best team the past couple of months here, the first two months of the calendar year. But what's most important throughout the course of the regular season, right, Max? The later half or the first couple
0: of months that we saw a completely different team? Well, I think the latter half is showing you are building towards the playoffs. Think of it. You only have, you only have 22 more games to go. And uh, this is a sprint right now. Uh, you beat Brooklyn, so you probably put them in the position where they can't catch you. You have a tiebreaker on them. Huge game coming back to Boston later on when we'll see if Brooklyn's going to have all their players. Kyrie obviously will be available on the road. And Durant looked like he's coming back. And will Simmons play? And so they're going to be a very dangerous team. But the Celtics have done exactly what they wanted to do. They've been very dominant. And I think you look at Jalen Brown. You look at Tatum. I mean, these guys have gotten together and put their heads together. And, and put the big boy shoes on big boy draws on and said look we're going to make this thing work uh we talked about Rob Williams saying that you know the Celtics are looking for the third player the third star maybe that's it maybe Rob Williams is that guy uh Grant Williams has played well let's let's make sure we we add him into the mix and so you add white into the mix these guys are playing <clears throat> real really well and Pritchard has come off and played some pretty good basketball so I think you're hitting on all cylinders. I'm glad you brought up the the, the Derek White trade because when we haven't we haven't spoken on it quite a bit,
1: so we haven't even had our official reaction to it. But I mean, when you look at it on paper, I I don't blame the Celtics fans that were saying, "Well, wait a minute, two future first for Derek White," because the Celtics fans, a lot of these Celtics fans, they're delusional in thinking that there's this quote unquote third superstar on the way, right? Oh, he's coming, guys, he's coming. Just you know, line up the the chips and you can you can you know cash them in. And that just hasn't happened, Max. I mean, like that's not what we, we. Southern fans have been spoiled, right? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like they, they, they're envisioning this third superstar, but maybe what this team really needed to do was just double down on what on the pieces they have and trying to help those guys. And I think that's what they did with someone like Derek White. He's going to move the ball for you. He's going to give you defense on the other end. And you sort of consolidated this roster in a space where you have not only a Derek White that you can throw in the mix, but you have insurance up front. And someone like Daniel Tice, who, of course, knows the system, knows what Emay's is trying to do, and is really familiar with those guys in the locker room.
0: Yeah, that that is true. I think if you look at this team and, and the way they're playing right now, and you add White into the mix – he is he's fit in perfectly, shooting the basketball, running the floor, defensively, really smart, how he plays the game. Uh, the guy who's probably been as impressive in this run this year to me has been Grant Williams. Grant Williams, you know, was for a while, he couldn't hit threes. Now he's become a, a consistent three-point threat. I know how smart he is on the defensive end. I know he's going to give you a great effort there. So those... And like as my broadcast partner Sean Grandy said, the ancillary pieces right now are starting to step mm-hmm. up and make big dividend pay big dividends. And if that can happen throughout the rest of the year, this could be this could be something special for this team.
1: Which I think wouldn't have happened, Max, if 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 someone like Brad Stevens is afraid to trade future first picks. Now let me ask you this, man. Let's be honest. <laughs> wait
0: a minute. If wait Danny minute. Age is, wait still,
1: man, if Stevens, Steve, is still in that. Seat, man, Brad
0: Stevens said this. This is what I love. Brad Stevens talked about Marcus Smart when Marcus made the comment about, you know, passing the ball and sharing the ball. And it was said that Brad Stevens said, I wish he hadn't said it out loud. Well, no, it needed to be said out loud. So <laughs> yeah, it, it puts more onus puts more pressure on the guys out there to kind of get in gear and, and put their chips into the table and Brown and, and Tatum have done a great job. One thing they they they've done really well, just where I think is this. The fact that they addressed the elephant in the room. Everybody said, well, they cannot play together. And, you know, you need to move them on. You know, I was even a guy right now. So how do you play Brown and Tatum together? Well, right now they've shut up everybody. They're passing the ball brilliantly. They're defending the basketball really well. And I think Tatum is growing up maybe even more than we've seen because he will let Brown essentially kind of run the offense for the first quarter. And not necessarily panic about, well, I haven't gotten a shot in five minutes or six minutes. And that means he's growing as a player. The great ones do that. He has to understand that he's a volume shooter. So he's going to get his share of shots. So you don't need to panic in the first five minutes to win. What did did Tatum do? Did he get any shots? And he's done a, a great job of understanding that. And I think it's really worked out well for these guys. I just always thought
1: that Marcus was going to be a scapegoat regardless of how this team, you know what I mean? Like we, we knew this team, was going to, they weren't going to just come out the gate swinging. And we knew that Marcus would be the first name mentioned at all. Oh, well, that's what happens when you give the keys to Marcus, you need a real point guard and you need a real point. Like we never gave the guy a chance. I mean, the first 10, 15 games into the season, people hated it. They hated him at point. Now they're singing a different
0: tune, you know? Well, I think in, in some ways they are, some ways they aren't. Um, I was in Charlotte during the all-star uh, weekend and i happened to be uh red gill on the plane coming back to boston And it was only one flight with uh, jet Blue coming back to boston and the guy knew who i was he was talking he said man i am really happy with the trades and the way they made movements but i wish they had done one thing and i jumped him i said marcus smart he said absolutely could you get rid of marcus i'm like why I mean, right. what, 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 why are you getting rid of Marcus? Tip for just get rid of him. That's what they said. And, they and say, I mean, who just is just going him. to, who's going to better set the table for this tape team on both ends of the floor? Uh, you know, defensively. Yeah, we all know there's no question about Marcus' ability. What people have complained about is him taking bad shots or taking shots that he had to take because he was wide open. Right. I think now he's a lot more confident. And he gets the ball more with the shot clock, with higher numbers to work with. He doesn't right. catch it with three seconds. He got a bumble and got to jack it up. So I think that's really helped his field goal percentage out because he's getting the ball earlier, making decisions. Rob Williams has benefited beautifully from Marcus having that basketball, just throwing those lobs. Uh, he's become a great facilitator and a great team player. He just had to adapt. Uh, I mean. He was the fill-in point,
1: it felt like, throughout the course of last season when Kemba Walker was missing all those games. But this is the first time where he was the appointed starting point guard, and he needed to adjust. I mean, we, we, we knew it was going to take a bit. I didn't know we were going to take that long, right? I mean, this team, by, by Christmas, they, they, they were still you know, struggling to try to find themselves, but I, I just feel like we needed to let him finish, right? It was like a month or two, not even, like, like six weeks into the season. It's was like, man, let, let him finish. You know let him, you know when the speech doesn't start off so great and everyone's sort of looking at each other and everyone's sort of like stepping their way. Wait, let the man finish. You know? Well just we way just way, let's up. look
0: at it this way. What was the low point so far this year? And I think we'll all agree it probably was the New Minnesota York. game. No, I, the I Minnesota think even games, Minnesota man. was worse than that. Yeah, you, you lost think? you had a lead against the Knicks and, and lost that. Yeah, I understand that that can happen. But the way they played, Minnesota, Minnesota was a dead man walking team at that time. None of this, their starting five were playing in that game. The seven weren't playing. These were guys who essentially were were pickup guys, and okay. that team really just can't out hustle the Celtics beat them in every single way. They just and from, wanted them all. Yeah, yeah, and from then on, this has been a different-looking team when I talk about their effort on the defensive, defensive end. That is when they're going to win and they're going to lose their share, share of games. They're rotating properly. They're ro- the, rotating great now. I mean, you don't see as many open shots because the rotations have been so good and so tight.
1: This episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scored, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just go use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. That's CLNS50. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games—it's Bet Online, where the game starts. I just think what Brad Stevens did at the trade deadline is going to going to be something that we look back on and say, "Like man, that was an underrated move at the time." You know, uh, not just the again, not just the trade of, of of Derek White, but just reshaping the roster to a space mm-hmm. where where everyone sort of knows, okay, this is the group, this is the core. Sure, you have some other ancillary pieces that are right at the end of the bench, but everyone in that core, everyone in that rotation. Has been there since day one. And I think there's a lot of relevance in that because it sort of gives everyone a sense of belonging, right? And then the All Star break happens and then you regroup. And I love the way Eme put it. It was sort of like another, another you know, camp, like a pre camp. Like, hey, listen, guys, this is like another training camp. We're going to keep doing what we were doing, you know, before the All Star break. But I want y'all to, you know, dumb, dumb down that. You know, let, let's take it up another notch. And, and I thought that's what we saw against the, against the Brooklyn Nets. Again, it's a shorthanded team, but the philosophy, and the, the approach, it's all mm-hmm. there. And, and, and again, that sort of approach on the defensive end of the floor, in my opinion, translates – it resonates better for a team that's, that's surging the way the others are than it would if it were happening on the offensive end. You know, if, if it was just – a you could you could chalk it up as, as to, oh, man, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're just wide open. Or, oh, man, their opponent wasn't defending them. No, these guys are playing defense regardless of who's on the other side. Yeah, And there's yeah. a lot to say about that. You know, there's a lot to say about that.
0: Well, that that is the true measure of a team. A team, there are nights when you can't throw it in the ocean, and we've seen the Celtics do that. But consistency on the defensive end, that's the biggest thing because the consistency on the defensive end is all about effort. And you should never – a team should never give more effort than you. So I'm, um, I'm marveling right now as I'm watching this team connect so well defensively. Al Horford blocking shots. Rob Williams blocking shots. Grant Williams defending the ball really well. And you see Tatum and Brown start defending their position. And when they defend their position, when your two best players defend their position, everything else kind of goes downhill and everybody else picks up the tempo and the pace. I just
1: feel like there isn't a weak spot in the starting five. Like, I love the energy that these guys put out. And then at the Study five,
0: how about the starting seven?
1: I love, well, I was going to say the starting five, I love, but then I love how if the team is still, you know, if it's a close game, you're going to get that white lineup to close to close up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that's going to be the norm, but it seems like e is going to be leaning towards that lineup to close out. And I love that because everyone on that, you know, from one through five, you have the effort there, you have the defense. And then also, they can score on the other end, you know? And, and, and Rob's confidence is through the roof
0: right now. Rob's confidence is through the roof. The only thing I have not seen from him is developing more of a skill set around the rim with making little moves around the basket. What they're using yeah. him for right now is lobs and dunks. And um, it's really worked out well for him. But I think they're going, there's going to be a little bit t- sometimes when he gets the ball from about 10 feet away if he could back his man in, get a little jump hook, spin move, or something like that to add to his arsenal. Uh, Seth Sanders said that to me. He coached me, and he's a Hall of Famer now. uh, But he was uh, my coach for a while, and he said, Max, Max, I've always wanted you, when you were playing, I wanted you to go out there and develop an 18, 19 footer because you have a great stroke. And I was my smart ass going, Sash, why? They can't guard me from five feet away. Why am I going out to 18 feet away? But I want Rob Williams to be a little bit more consistent in what he's able to do offensively because we'll see him at the free throw line now, and he doesn't even look at the basket. Yeah. I mean, he he is looking to, to list right. He's looking left, right or left, and he's just trying to give that basketball up. So I would love to see him do a little bit more of that. But uh, so far, as you said, what are the weaknesses right now for this team?
1: No clue. I mean, the second unit, I mean, I, honestly, you, this can go for most teams, but one injury could really do this team in because that core, I mean, this is it. This is the eight-man rotation. And like you mentioned, you know, Daniel Tice sort of being that guy throwing the foul to jump in there. But, the, you know, for the most part, this is it. You know, Peyton Pritchard sort of mm-hmm. rounding out those mm-hmm. that rotation. And I don't hate it. You know, I don't hate it, Max. Again, I, I think it bodes well with this team's philosophy.
0: Watch the way they're playing and the confidence that they're building in every game. And it doesn't matter who they're playing. Okay, we said, okay, that Philadelphia game, that's going to be a big test for the Celtics. Going into Philly against Joel Embiid, obviously they they didn't have one of their main players, but Joel Embiid and his crew, and you have those guys down by 50 in their building, and then you come back against Brooklyn, obviously not having their core, but you got them down by 25, 26, maybe 30. The Celtics have been, in the last couple of weeks, have been beating teams up outside of the game of playing Detroit, the last game before the All-Star, which could have been a trap game. The fact you did not have Marcus, the leader of your defense, and you didn't have no the leader of your defense, Rob Williams. Yeah. I think those two guys would have changed the tenor of what the Celtics did in those last couple of uh, moments of a game and probably would have won it for them. I know, Max, you didn't
1: see the TNT broadcast, but, man, Stan Van Gundy loves himself some Boston Celtics, man. This dude's gushing the entire game, how great the defense is. I'm like, man, does this dude watch every game? Because he was talking about things that only, like, you and I would really, you know, (laughs) hone in on. But um, he used the word contender, Max, and I was a little bit beside myself because I I haven't heard – any national head, you know, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Celtics and using the word contender next to it, Does this something seem like a contender? Like act?
0: this is when this is when you this is when you grab your cup and you do like this. Slow your roll, boss. Slow your damn roll. <laughs> <laughs> championships. Am I right? Am you know, I right? Okay. championships. Right. I mean, really, this is what we're talking about now. When last week we're talking, with well, a month ago we we're talking about trade this person and trade that person. But uh, I'm like, damn, True to his nature. Got money but on the Stevens on. Has, has put together a pretty good system and these guys are on a pretty good road. And like I said, now I'm I, I do not even like to jump forward, but you got a Detroit team, which is you should be able to go in and win that game here. Uh you got Indiana who is struggling. And then you got Atlanta, who you just you know, you just beat. You know, they're coming back here, but that big game is coming in when you have Brooklyn on a Sunday. So you got some huge games and if Celtics can stay on the road, I mean, you're not that far away from first place, you know, yeah, where they're at. that's now, the you, thing you, about the East. You, yeah. you can see first place from where the Celtics are now.
1: Yeah. You know, I should have left with that. I forgot to tell the people man. Max is in the hotel room in Detroit right now, uh, you know, staying away from the snowstorm, but there ain't a whole <laughs> lot to do out there in Detroit, I guess. Right, Max? I was like, Bruh, what's the plan for the tonight? You
0: was like, Nothing, man. Nothing. Bro, when you called, me, you told me, let's do a podcast today. I was like, what else am I going to do? Last <laughs> night, we got here about uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. I know some of you go, woe is, is max on your your private plane coming in here. But we, we normally <laughs> you land. Your poor give, thing. Yeah, give you, you guys a thing. taste of it is, uh Normally, we land on uh, these, uh, maybe sometimes in the inner city, in the city or city airports. But this time, we're out in Birmingham. Uh, Michigan, and um, it's outside, and there's another private runway that we, we go to, which is about 20 miles away from Detroit International Airport. Well, we land last night at 2 in the morning, uh, and man, mm-hmm. we're in an ice storm, and when you come off the plane, well, there's no jet bridge. What you have is you have steps. You have about 25 steps, and they were iced up last night, and man, hey. I'm coming down like... Um, uh like grandpa jones man just slowly easing coming down with street shoes on my hands on the rail man now, I, how many people thinking, did you hold up how oh, many people did you hold up all i could see was my feet just going Foo, and me just shooting up in the air and you know coming down those steps boom, boom 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 i was like oh god please and, and yeah. i held on so that was but that's the transition that this team goes through, you know, being in, in these places with the weather. And I'm sure, you know, people don't feel sad for us at all, but uh, I'm just giving you a, a snippet. We got in at 2 in the morning, and by the time we got here to the hotel, it was about 3.30 in the morning, get your bags. So uh, it was almost time to order breakfast by the time everything settled. Yeah, Max, you just reminded me, man. You
1: remember that one time I saw you fall? The what? <laughs> Now one time, the only time I've ever seen you fall. You don't remember? Oh, was I what was I in the press room? Yes, yes, yo. So Max was walking, minding his business this is like halftime, you know, getting our snacks and everything. And I swear, I knew I think this would happen one day, but I didn't think it was this is gonna be that time. They they always had, I think they still have it, this long tablecloth that's way too long. And you walked past the table and man, yo, when you fell, Max. The ground shook, man. I've never yeah. seen a six don't eight, worry, I, or six you, seven guy fall, shook. man. My
0: eyes shook. Uh it was uh <laughs> but it, you went down, down to fast, older man. and being now down th- being man. now at sixty six. You don't fall the way I used to fall. That ain't soft at all. It's 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 a hard landing. So I am you know, I'm trying to be gentle. <laughs> I blinked and you were on the ground.
1: I blinked and you were on the ground, and the, I thought it was an earthquake for a second, man. I swear to uh, you, I, I was, was like, like "Whoa, boom!" Right, right. So I was, and then you coming up, you coming up. You, you what, what cracked me up was that you were getting up, cracking
0: up as if someone else had fell. I'm like, "Yo, that was you, man. You good? Like, I'm asking you, you all right? You, you laughing the whole time? I was like, "Damn." Well, I tell you what, last <laughs> night wouldn't have been the case if I'd been coming down 15 Ooh, steps. and stairs, a, a boom, 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 boom. I, I, I just like, <laughs> oh my goodness. So. So, yeah, um, we, we play yeah, here in, in Detroit tomorrow, and this is a team that beat the Celtics. Again, probably was a trap game, but um, still the Celtics' oldest team. You just beat them here. And, and Detroit, I think, has uh, – Detroit has been a, kind of a thorn in your side in these last they couple just of got years.
1: A, they just won, too, actually. They've uh, they got another win. I say it as if they, you know, yeah. it doesn't happen often,
0: but yeah, they well, got another win. Yeah, they beat uh, Cleveland the other day. That's right. So, That's right. so yeah. they have Kate. Um what's his name? Um Cave. Uh I'm trying to think of the the Cunningham. K. K. Yeah, Cave Cunningham. Cunningham is uh, Oh he, yeah, Cave, yeah. He is really solid, man. If you watch him play, his ability to stretch out, he he does remind me, he doesn't have the John Morant crossover thing going. What he has basically is the old school Oscar Robinson. I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna take the jump shot. I'm gonna to get to where I want to go. Uh, I can handle the ball just enough, and he's like a point guard, really, essentially a facilitator, setting other people up. So it's gonna be fun to see this kid grow as a player. Uh, but uh, I would love for him to see a lot of Marcus Smart tomorrow uh, in the game. Yeah. That would be that's that's yeah. where I think it all starts and begins. He missed Marcus last time, so Marcus mm-hmm. is not going to forget that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good game or at least a, a revenge game for the Celtics, even though it is a matinee. We'll see how they do with the, with the early start. But before we get out of here, Max, we got to talk about All-Star Weekend, man. man to the, 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 the see all the greats out there, you know, obviously they are in the do we have to? NBA players. I mean, yeah, we do because it's you, of all people, Max, you have been advocating to see the Celtics' big three back together ever since oh, yeah. Ray Allen left for Miami. I knew your head would cock off cock- as soon as I said that. No, <laughs> and we got a picture. We got a picture, Max. And I think, honestly, it's it's relevant for not only Celtics fans, but for those guys, right? I mean, I can't help but wonder if they just got so swept up into the moment that KG was like, oh, well, let's get a pick with these dudes. Or, or maybe Paul was the one, right? Most likely it was Paul. Hey, KG, come on, man. Let's get, a picture with, let's get a pick with Ray. Stop playing. And they did. it. We don't know what the dialogue was. We don't know exactly what was said. But it was a, it was posted. Paul Pierce himself posted the picture, and, and I think that uh, that meant a lot to, to Celtics fans because, um, it, it, man, it, we've been waiting, it, we've
0: been waiting to see that for a while. We've been a while. It's been years. It, re- it really did. And here's the biggest thing about it, Ray. You have another opportunity to kind of come come to come clean and come home, and uh, this is a great opportunity. This is about Kevin, but it's about giving him some respect on his side. Uh, mm. And uh, let the fancy whatever they might say, boo, yay, whatever doesn't make it doesn't make it a difference. But your teammates would love to have you back in the building. And I've talked to almost everyone. I talked to Tony Allen. And you're or, talking about KG now, right? KG baby. I talked to night, right? talked Big I talked, talked to KG. Yes. And uh, but people want to put a lot of other things in here. Uh, and one of them is when they said uh, that Ray Allen got he uh, snubbed KG when he came up and get dapped up LeBron, and, and I guess KG was standing there still. Oh no, listen, I mean, listen, people, listen. Were re- people were reading things into tea leaves. Look, this is the way I read into they it. They weren't though. even there. And I know you're going to agree with
1: me on this. This is the way I read into it. If you're KG, right, in that particular moment, and you see LeBron going for the embrace, you don't want to see that, Max. Come on. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, man, I know what that represents. Like that man beat us, you know, stopped me from getting to my second title. Y'all want it together. Y'all can have y'all moment. I'm not gonna line up to dap you up after you're saying what up to right, right. You know what I mean? Like, like what is right. what did people expect? I didn't take it as a diss whatsoever. I'm just like, yo, oh, if I'm KG, I'm doing the same thing. Y'all can have y'all moment. Maybe I'll talk to you later, maybe not. You know, it is what it is. But I didn't look
0: at it as like, oh, he's sitting there being like that mother. You know what I mean? Like I didn't see it that way at all. But you know, there but people are like that and, and this world is like that. You think about how many people have been divorced. And you think about how they look at their exes and going, you know, they'll see them someplace. I Hate her, or you know what? what and I, I have an ex. I don't hate her. You know, hey, you know, more power to you. We had something right. special together, yeah. and I'm just going to acknowledge you. And that's the same right. thing I look at Ray and Kevin. Good way Paul. to put it. They yeah. won their. They won their championship. The only one that Paul and Ray had, uh, Paul and Kevin has. They have one. Mm-hmm. Ray got. Ray has two because he decided to leave, and it was a good business decision for him. So, right. I, no, I, but to your point, Max. To yeah. your point, though. If you're with your other ex, I ain't gonna say what up to you.
1: Go talk to your other ex. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll, know what we'll, I mean. We'll, we'll holler
0: at you. So I think that's what. This is one of those times again for me that uh, I hope that Ray Allen decides to come back here. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of people who are in the front of the office and, you know, there's an open invitation for Ray. Uh, you know, please, Ray, please come back. I hope you come back. You know, uh, they're doing the event uh, Kevin Garnett that's after the game. Um, they're going to do the ceremony similar to Paul's, uh, you know, when they do it. And I think it's a good thing. Um, I almost wish they did it on an entire day. Like they did with Larry. Uh, where they, you know, just shut it down, and hey, this is a celebration for this dude. Uh, but I do understand, uh, you know, me being one of those guys that, you know, in, in my case, I was there for um, fifteen. Mine was fifteen minutes. Uh, that's what, that. That was the time when the time he retired. My jersey is like, you got fifteen minutes at halftime. We gotta get this thing done, and and you know, I remember being so rushed. There was two things I didn't do. One, my broadcast, other broadcast partner, uh, Sean Grandy, I didn't even mention his name. And then Sean was like, I can't believe you didn't mention my name. I said, Sean, (laughs) I forgot to mention my brother's name. (laughs) And I've known him a lot longer and cared for him a lot more than I do for you. So I I think that that's one of those things, again, where you rush through things. I hope Kevin gets the opportunity to kind of bask in the glory understand the fans' appreciation because uh I mean this dude this dude was special man he uh he made this uh he changed the culture and changed the limelight of Paul Pierce yeah. and Ray Allen those are two great players but without and think of it this way without either one of those when I mentioned those three they weren't gonna win unless all three of them played together. That's why I hope that right. all three of them embrace this moment with Kevin and then eventually, you know, embrace this moment when Ray, Ray gets his Jersey retired. I I might be the only guy pushing for that or, or talking about it. And somebody said the other day to me, so how many, well, can they, you know, retire all kind of jerseys? Well, how many numbers do they have? <laughs> I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of damn numbers in this world. So yeah. you can get numbers 99, 98, Whatever you got you Schroeder, have, Schroeder but had a rock seventy-one. The respect, 71. Value, yeah. the respect <laughs> value you have that you put on a player like Ray to me, that's huge. Yeah, no, no question, Max. And
1: yeah, that's why I, that's why I wanted to bring it up and make sure that I brought it up before we end up this. Uh, we close out this episode because at the end of the day, man, not only have you been the one that's been saying this stuff out loud, but you've been talking to all three of those guys directly. It's almost as if like they can't not talk to you without you bringing that shit up. Like, hey, we're not going to patch this thing up, and this this could actually. <laughs> could finally happen in Boston. You know, that would be that would be very
0: special, I think. Yeah, I think it it, it would be. And um and maybe we can put um maybe our guy Nick Joel so we could uh, you know calm him down so he won't be saying Tatum's leaving, Tatum's leaving. You know, when he looks at him <laughs> and Tatum now takes a picture with Paul Yo, with Kevin with yeah. with Kevin McHale. I mean those guys were all standing you know shoulder to shoulder and Paul Pierce. That was a cool picture. And it puts him into a moment. And and Robert mm-hmm. Parrish was there also. Puts him in a moment where he's going, "Man, there's some history here." And that history is cool. You heard what he said after it? I heard all I heard him saying how he was just so grateful that it happened. He was amazed. Yeah. He said he said that, but I love the line that he used. He said, uh, "It almost felt like
1: I didn't belong in that picture." Wow. Like, that's a lot. Like, for him to say that, that just shows
0: where his head is at. Like, man, like, I got to live up to, you know, the, the this mystique. I mean, I, I think it's very relevant for him. Uh, when you think about Tatum, think about Brown, it's a, it's a defined history that you don't have with any other professional franchise. People can talk about the Lakers, but the Lakers didn't have the first black player. The Lakers didn't have the first black coach. The Lakers didn't have the first – uh, starting Black Five didn't have that. Uh, this is a very significant franchise when it when you think about professional basketball and what they've been to the table, what they bring to the table. This is one of the original teams that started this all, and for them to um, for them to do for Tatum to be into that 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 kind of uh, bubble, that kind of light, man, that was that was such a co- I mean, that's a picture that he can hold on forever. With those yeah. guys standing, he's in the middle and those guys on the side, man. That was so cool.
1: I just think it's another sign of his, of him maturing, you know, when he said that. You know, for him to say that I almost don't belong in this picture. It's almost like, well, take that with you. Take that energy with you and, and let it drive you into being into a championship, you know, conversation. Because that's what we really want to see this team at the end of the day. I know we talked about this team being a contender and how the national media is sort of putting mm-hmm. on them on that pedestal. But we haven't seen it quite yet, right? We haven't we haven't been comfortable enough to call this team a championship team yet. And um, I I think for Tatum to say that it's without relative, without people sure. looking
0: at you like you were crazy, I
1: mean, yeah, I don't exactly. Think anybody
0: looked at this team a championship when when I've heard people mention this, and I think Sean Sean Grandy, my broadcast partner, was saying that he said that in some somebody's world, the Celtics are right now. Not the best, but they are favored by percentage points to win the championship. I don't think any of us would have ever even mentioned those kind of words about a month ago, month and a half ago. We were just like, man, if we can just get through the playoff get to the playoffs, uh, you know, in good shape. But now, you know, they're playing great basketball.